0: What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Back at it again today. Coming at you guys late night, Tuesday, October 8th. Hopefully, all you guys are having a nice early week. I can't believe it's Tuesday. Already about to be Wednesday. These weeks, be going by super fast. So do what you got to do. Take advantage of every opportunity that you get. Keep striving. Keep being great. Think positive. Don't mind the BS. Keep working hard and just do what you got to do. But as always, Let's get right into it. So, game four of the WNBA Finals took place today in Connecticut, and the Connecticut Sun handled business where they beat the Washington Mystics by a score of 90 to 86 in a really close and tightly contested game. So, b- before we get into the actual flow of the game and stuff like that, let's get into the stats real quick. So, for the Washington Mystics, Latoya Sanders had two points, three rebounds, one block. Elena Don did play today. She played full minutes, had 11 points, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. Christy Tolliver added 7 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds. Natasha Cloud had 13 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, and 2 steals. Ariel Atkins added 14 points, 1 rebound. Ariel Powers had 15 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Tiana Hawkins added 5 points, 2 assists, three rebounds, one steal. Emma Mieseman had 13, or excuse me, 12 points, one assist, five rebounds, and three blocks. And Shatori Walker-Kimbrough added seven points, one assist, one rebound, and one block for the Washington Mystics. For the winning team tonight and the home team of Game 4, Connecticut's son Shakina Strickland had 15 points, one assist, four rebounds. Alyssa Thomas had 17 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds, and one steal. Jonquil Jones added 18 points, three assists, 13 rebounds, and one block. Courtney Williams had 16 points, four assists, seven rebounds, two steals. Brianna Jones added two points, one rebound, and one steal. And Atisha Hyman added eight points and one rebound. Now, getting into this game, Game 3 was honestly... A very very good game for for the most part. Game three was a pretty good game. Both teams competed hard for majority of the game, but um, the Washington Mystics just let it or they just took over. Like you know, Christy Tolliver was on fire. Ariel Powers played her butt off. Elena della Donne hit some big time shots, but mostly Christy Tolliver and Ariel Atkins put that team on their back in game three. So game four was just how I expected. I, I knew it was gonna be a close and tightly. Contested game. I knew both teams were going to come out with aggression, but it started off off the tip, directly off the tip. Alyssa Thomas had a big three, or excuse me, a big layup right off the tip, and you can tell it might have, it was, it looked like it was about to get out of hand early just because the energy in the arena. It just looked like the sun had it going from all different angles. But right after that, Natasha Cloud came right back down and took Shaquin Strickland off the dribble, went right to the cup and got an and one. And it was, It was ugly just because the Sun were the aggressors the whole time. Like, that whole first half, the Sun were the aggressors. They were playing harder defense. They were more aggressive getting to the rack, and they forced Latoya Sanders and Elena Deladon into fouls, and they were just a more aggressive team. And Shaquina Strickland came out super hot. To me, she's the best three-point shooter For the Connecticut Sun, she's always that big-time shooter. When they need a three, like badly or desperately, they always rely on Shakina Strickland to hit. But Jonquo Jones can shoot it pretty good, too. So can Alyssa, or excuse me, Jasmine Thomas. But Shakina Strickland, she's the biggest three-point shooter that they have. And she was aggressive from three and deep. And then Courtney Williams struggled in the first half of the first quarter, like the first Four to five minutes, she really struggled in that quarter, but then she started to get loose and get going. I think she finished with six points in the first quarter, maybe eight points. She was scoring off of her little mid-range jumper that she loves to take off the uh, dribble handoff. She was getting to the rack, she was getting to the free throw line. She was just much more aggressive because she had a very poor performance in game three, and she did not let that haunt her. She came right back out and was still aggressive, and that's where she's out there. But that's when she's at her best, and the Connecticut Sun at their best because she's the best overall scorer on the team, probably her and Jonquel Jones, but she can get it done in a variety of ways, especially when it comes to scoring. But then the person who surprised me the most was Natisha Hyman. She came off She comes off the bench for the Connecticut Sun, and she hasn't really played in these finals at all. But Kurt Miller said he needed a change, he felt like he needed a change, and Natisha Hyman came off the bench and gave the Sun two very big threes, and pretty much it looked like the game was going to be a blowout right after that. And Elena Deladon was the only one that was scoring for the Mystics. And at the end of the first quarter, it was 17 to 37 lead by the Connecticut Sun. They were up 20 points. 20 points. Think about that. They were up 20 points in the first quarter. They only scored, they scored 37 points and they held the Mystics to 17 points. That's insane. And then the second quarter, Ariel Powers, shout out to Michigan State as always. Go green, go white. She came right off the gate. And one her, her and Natasha Cloud really play well together when they're on the court as the two perennial guards. That's not taking anything from Chrissy Tolliver, but when Ariel Powers and Natasha Cloud get going, they're one of the, they're probably the best team in the WNBA, to be honest. And they have that chemistry off the court that translates to on the court. And they look really good playing together. Um Ariel Powers, man, she's been hooping. Like if the Mystics win this. The whole thing honestly might have to you might have to get consideration for Ariel Powers to win uh WNBA Finals MVP because she comes off the bench and she gives the Mystics a whole different type of dynamic. And literally she was cooking her, Natasha Cloud, and Tiana Hawkins, both of her and powers came off the bench and gave really good minutes. Tiana Hawkins had a really big three-pointer to get the Mystics back into the game, and they all hit back-to-back shots and literally It looked like they were going to storm back, but the Sun defense picked up again. They were getting steals. They were forcing turnovers and doing what they were doing. They picked up from almost half court and just were inside the Mississippi jersey the whole night for the most part. And the thing that really hurt the Mystics and really helped the Sun was the Sun's offensive rebounding. They were the aggressor when it comes to rebounding. And that's what actually hurt the Sun in game three. They were not getting those second chance points, but in this game, those second chance points were big time. Alyssa Thomas was getting some big time rebounds. Jonquo Jones was getting her rebounds. They were both feasting. And when they're feasting on on the boards like that, it's pretty much, it's going to be a long night for you if you're the opposing team because they love and live and die by the rebounding game. They love them. They eat them up and they get immediately second chance points by that. And they do a really good job of doing that. And then, Ariel Atkins, who's probably one of the biggest and best scores on the Mystics, she came up really big. She put the team on her back. She hit a couple threes and literally brought kind of and just kept just kept the Mystics in the game. Just kept them within shooting range. She didn't let it get out of control or anything like that. And then closing out the half, Courtney Williams was a bucket. She does it. Any which type of way. I know everybody that watches these games, they see her dad on the sidelines cheering her on, and she feels that energy. She loves that energy, and she really hoops and puts on for her dad. And it's actually nice to see, but she was getting to it, and she scored the last six points for the Connecticut Sun, and they close out the first half 56 to 40. They were up 16 in that second going into the second half. And then going into the second half, the start of the second half, the Mystics come out automatically on. Fire head coach Mike Tebow. He didn't put the starters in, I believe he had Natasha Cloud in Ariel Powers. Um, I forgot who the three was, and then they had um the, the two big women were Emma Misaman and and um, excuse me, Elena Deladon, and they were getting it done effectively. They automatically went on, oh, and Ariel Atkins that's who it was. The three they went on a big time or the two, they went on a big time run 6 um, Atkins was hot from three. Elena Deladon had a nasty little pull-up jumper, and she had an offensive rebound where she used the glass, put it right back up, and it felt like the Mystics, you can just feel them coming back into the game. They look really better. And then the Sun offense just completely disappeared. Like, usually they put the ball in Alyssa Thomas' hands at the top of the key, and she'll find a, a great pass. She'll make a good move, or if not, if push comes to shove, she'll go aggressively to her left hand, or if she doesn't get to her left, she'll go to her left and then spin back right, but... They they struggled like that like you got to get credit to the Mystic defense too because they really picked up and started denying didn't let any backdoor passes get through they were just aggressive they were blocking shots I think they had seven blocks compared to the Connecticut Suns one block throughout the entire game and that's that kind of stood out even though you know the they didn't get the result they wanted but that was a big turning point and then. Literally, Chrissy Tolliver got hot out of nowhere. She struggled in that first half. And if you remember game three, she actually put up 20 points and I think 10 assists. She had a double-double. And she struggled in the first half of this game. And then that third quarter, when, her, when she felt her team was coming back, she put that extra weight on her shoulders to make sure she got the rest of her team going. And not only that, but to get the ball in the hoop. And she was doing that really, really well in that third quarter. They went on, on a vicious run, the Mystics did, to bring them back into the game. And then out of nowhere... It goes from a 16 point lead to a four point game. The score was 57 to 53. After that, excuse me, Chrissy Tolliver Bucket, head coach of the Sun, Kurt Miller called a timeout, tries to regroup the troops. Then they come back out, and literally the run goes from 6 0 to a 13 to 1 run by the Washington Mystics. They really put on a clinic offensively. They were moving the ball, they were getting it from side to side. There was motion from every which way, and the Sun just did not know what to do, and they were scoring with everybody, like Ariel Atkins was hitting threes, Elena Della Donna was feeling good, Emma Mieseman had a couple nice moves, she had a pick and pop from Shatori Kimber Walker, that was a really good bank shot off the glass, and literally the Sun, they just, look, they just look lost to be honest, and then Ariel Powers has a layup, has an aggressive layup at that, I believe she took, I want to say it might have been Courtney Williams off the dribble, and tied the game up at 68 apiece, Going into the fourth quarter, the game was tied. That was a really big bucket from Ariel Powers. Right out the gate, the Sun trying to run a play. Ariel Powers blows it up. She gets the steal. um, and ends up in Tiana Hawkins' hands. She gets an easy layup right out the gate. And Shatori walker Kimber on offense, they had a play that they were trying to run. They are trying to run like a dribble handoff set and literally give credit to the Sun defense. They picked up. They denied it. But it was like 2 seconds left on the clock, Shatori Kimber Walker takes a a bad fadeaway shot even though she had to take the shot and she drills it. And then it feels like honestly you can just feel the Connecticut Sun fans just honestly the whole energy just felt like it was messed up and it felt like the misses were going to take this game and secure a WNBA championship, but that wasn't the case. The game was not over right there. And then John John Quill Jones was the essential piece in the fourth quarter. She had a big-time layup from a great pass from almost half-court from Alyssa Thomas for an easy layup. Caught the Mystic sleeping in transition defense, and she was just cooking all around. She was getting offensive rebounds. They were giving it to her in the post. She was hitting her free throws, and that was another big thing. Alyssa Thomas, who has two torn labrums. Let me say that again. Two torn labrums in both of her shoulders. If you don't know what the labrum is, it's in the shoulder, and literally she can't lift her arms all the way up like that and shoot the ball <clears throat> because of those two torn labrums and she shot nine of 10 from the free throw line last year I believe she was below 50% shooter from the free throw line tonight in the WNBA finals she shot nine of 10 and kept their team season alive because of her free throw shooting and she shot she did a really good job with that I thought you know the way she shoots it you honestly would think she would miss every time but she I don't know how she did it but she figured out how to work it with those two torn labrums and she made them count when they needed them the most and then the game got really interesting in like the last three to four minutes. Literally, back-to-back threes happened. Jasmine Thomas hit a big three. Then Emma Mieseman comes right back down, hits a big three. And then off a breakdown on the Washington Mystics defense, Christy Tolliver, instead of just staying disciplined and closing out, she closed out way too hard. She ran past Shakina Strickland. Shakina Strickland took one dribble to her right, or I think she pump faked it and shot the ball in money. And that was a big-time turnaround. And then um, the, the Mystics called a timeout. Um, and they give the ball to Natasha Cloud. Um, Or no, actually what happened was the Misses called a timeout. They came out the set. And then Chrissy Tolliver found Ariel Powers wide open in the corner for a three. And at the time, the Misses were down one. So that would have put them up two. But she found Ariel Powers. And sadly, what would have been a big time shot, Ariel missed the shot. I wish she would have went to the rack, but still it's whatever. She ends up missing the three ball. They have to foul. And then Jasmine Thomas goes to the line. She hits two free throws. And then they call another timeout. They give the ball to Natasha Cloud for a set with Emma Mieseman to run off a flex screen or a pick-and-pop screen, shall I say. And then she takes it. She tries to get the contact. She tries to get a foul. Instead, she airballs a layup. And pretty much that was the game time right after that. Then they fouled Alyssa Thomas. She goes 1-2 or from the free throw line to put the Sun up 4. And then the final score, or after that, Emma Measeman tries to get a bucket too because they get the ball back. And then the final score ended up being 90-86. to The Connecticut Sun get a big-time win. Game 4 of the WNBA Finals. Game 5, the last game of the series was pretty much like a Game 7. in the NBA will be on Thursday. I cannot wait for that game, but... Before we get to the next thing, I want to talk about some team stats that stood out to me. Just two. As I already stated, Alyssa Thomas shot 9 of 10 from the free throw line. And the overall team for the Connecticut Sun shot 23 of 26. They only missed three free throws. Two of those were from um, Jasmine Thomas and the other one was from Alyssa Thomas. But besides that, they shot 88% as a team from the free throw line. That is how you win big time games. And also, another key an important stat to watch out for in game five, the Sun out-rebounded the Mystics 39-29, to plus 10 on the boards for this, the Connecticut Sun. That is a big time. And as I stated, I cannot wait for Thursday. Game five is going to be intense because the ending of that game, or I mean, the, the third quarter and on of tonight's game was really, really prime in major basketball. If you're not watching these games, you're honestly missing out because these women are hooping. They're getting it done and they're playing hard. And game five is going to be an absolute battle in the nation's capital. We'll see who pulls it out. Me personally, I had the Mystics winning this series in the beginning before game one. So we'll see. I do think they'll be able to hold down home court and get the big time win. But it was a great game nonetheless. So moving on. Some recruiting and then I'll get y'all out of here. So four star... Small four or four star shooting guard size small forward. Niles Lane has committed to coach Mike White in the Florida Gators in the SEC. If you don't know who Niles Lane is, he's a 6'5 shooting guard size small forward out of Princeton, New Jersey. He currently goes to Roselle Catholic High School, which is one of the the best high schools in New Jersey. They win state championships almost every year. They produce players like Isaiah Briscoe, Khalil Whitney, and a couple other players, and Niles Lane is definitely up next. He played on the AU circuit for Team Final, which is a Nike UIBL affiliate based out of Pennsylvania. They've had players like Rondé Hollis Jefferson, most recently Cam Reddish, who just got drafted by the Atlanta Hawks, but this past summer, he averaged 12.3 points per game off 42% from the field, 1.6 assists per game, and 5.2 rebounds per game. This is a big-time pickup for Coach Mike White because Niles Lane is one of those guys that will thrive in the Florida Gators offensive system. He is a bucket getter. He knows how to use his body to create floaters. He loves the mid-range game. He loves attacking. i seen him dunk on a 7-foot player at the Nike EYBL Peace Jam. He is a big-time scorer, and he knows how to facilitate, too, at his size. He's a really good player. Just an all-around playmaker. I like his game a lot. Coach Mike White is going to utilize him to the fullest. This is a big-time pickup. He was also considering schools like Xavier, Miami, Providence, Texas, UConn, and the University of Georgia, but ultimately, the Florida Gators went out and get a big-time pickup, and he will be joining Osai Osifu, I believe is how you say his name, forgive me for that, who is a JUCO transfer out of Eastern Florida State, and uh, Sama, uh Excuse me, Samson Ros- Rosentsev. I'm sorry, his last name is very difficult to pronounce. But forgive me for that. But he is a four-star, excuse me, four-star small forward out of Ch- Chattanooga, Tennessee, where he currently plays his high school basketball. And for Florida Gator fans out there, I know you guys missed out on AJ Hogger, but I do think you guys will get another commitment very, very soon. Um, I know you guys have a couple of offers out there like Kay Cunningham. I don't think you guys would get him. Moses Moody is also on the table. It's a, I give you guys about a 25% chance of getting him. But I do think you guys end up getting PJ Hall, who's a four-star power forward out of South Carolina. He's a big-time player. I think Mike White and staff will be able to reel him in and bring him down to Gainesville to play for the Gators. But as always, shout-out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check them out on Twitter. Go follow their podcasts and other podcasts. I'm featured on their podcast network, but they got a whole bunch of other great podcasts out there. Go watch their – or go read their content, shall I say. They got it all from the preseason basketball, NBA basketball, the WNBA finals to the – um what else is out there? The MLB playoffs. They got it all. Nuts and Bolts Sports. Check them out on Twitter for sure. And as always, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. You guys have a beautiful and blessed rest of your week. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace, love, and blessings. Gone.